a bill to allow South Carolina gun owners to exercise their rights to defend themselves without permission from the government is being held up in the South Carolina State House. But you probably would guess wrong if you guessed who is holding up the bill. Um, it's not Democrats, it's actually Republicans. My name's CJ Westfall, I'm the host of the Conservatarian Podcast. Um, last year we covered a lot of the midterm races here in South Carolina and we're back to bring you news on constitutional carry, an issue important to lo lovers of liberty here in South Carolina. Um, right now, there's a bill called the Constitutional Carry Act of 2019. Uh, it was filed on January 8th of 2019. Um, has almost 20 co-sponsors, notably Representative Jonathan Hill, Josiah Magnuson, Adam Morgan. Um, these are some really liberty-loving, freedom-loving folks that are genuine when they run on a Second Amendment platform, uh, but we have some Republicans here in South Carolina that I'm, you know, I'm sure you wouldn't be surprised to hear about that, frankly, run on a Second Amendment platform, but then when they have an opportunity to expand the rights of their constituents to exercise their right to bear arms um, without having permission from the government, uh, they cower. And so that's what we're seeing right now. I'm going to get right into it with you folks. Um, we've, we've taken a long break from the Conservatarian podcast, uh, but we, we might have to be bringing it back because of some of the issues that are happening right now in the low country um, and, and South Carolina abroad. I'm, I'm very passionate about issues um, having to do with liberty. And this one is just, you know, we have a, a majority in the state house and Senate of Republicans. So you'd think being in a firmly ruby red state like South Carolina, it would be so easy to get things accomplished, especially with gun rights. Um, but what happens is, is establishment Republicans bank on the grassroots not finding out about their, um, their, their tendencies to leave bills like constitutional carry to die in committee. Um, the past three years in South Carolina, the past three sessions rather, uh, there's been constitutional carry bills filed, and each time the judiciary chairman refuses to take action on the bill. Um, each each year, at the end of the session, there's always a attempt, attempt to recall the bill. Um, near the end of the session, there's always a big push, and establishment Republicans always are are the ones that are are trying to to quell this. It's not the Democrats that are keeping this from happening. It's the establishment Republicans, and it might be your representative. So listen closely to this episode. Uh, we're going to walk you through who the people are that are keeping this bill from moving forward right now, and then we're also going to talk about what constitutional carry is. Maybe you care about gun rights, but you're not sure what constitutional carry is, and, and that's okay. Um, a lot of people on the right, on, on the Republican side of things, a lot of them oppose constitutional carry. So we'll talk about that too. Um, so real quick, constitutional carry is, is basically, um, it, it doesn't give you the right to keep and bear arms. It, it, um, it, it basically just is a bill that's allowing folks to, to open, just like in, in uh, North Carolina, to carry a gun without permission from the government. Now the Second Amendment, it doesn't give you the right to keep and bear arms. It merely prohibits the federal government from infringing on a right you already have. This is, a, um, this is, this is something called natural rights that a lot of folks don't understand. The right to keep and bear arms um, is, is the natural right to self-defense that exists in nature before government. Um, basically, you have these rights, natural rights, like free speech, that's a natural right. 
simply because you exist. The right to defend yourself and your property makes up part of what it means to be a human being. Um, in other words, it's natural to human existence. No government can bestow natural rights and no government can take them away. All governments can do is infringe on natu natural rights or put another way, interfere with them. And that's what we're seeing here. We're, we're seeing our natural rights being inf interfered with. Um, a couple things. I mean, the, the right to bear arms uh, is controversial because, I mean, there's folks on the, on the left side of the aisle that want to take away guns and want to limit our right to weapons. But on the right, we have some misconceptions of constitutional carry that I'm going to kind of go over with you. Um, basically, I mean, there's, this is very easy to understand. This is what we're advocating here is the right to carry a gun on your hip out in the open anywhere you want with no kind of training, um, no kind of permit, no tax stamp, nothing. And to some people, that sounds radical. Some people, they'll say, this will increase shootings. This will make it the Wild West. It'll make it a bloodbath. But actually, right now, there are 13 states where it's legal to open carry. That's about a quarter of the country. Uh, Vermont being one of them. Vermont has actually had a, a form of constitutional carry legal since the Constitution was written. It's been the only state. And believe it or not, Vermont, if you look at the, the numbers, um, I'm looking at it right now. According to the FBI's 2015 stats, that's the most recent stats I can pull on Vermont, Vermont is actually the safest state in the country with a violent crime rate of 118 incidents per 100K residents. Um, so by the numbers, according to the FBI's own statistics, the government's own statistics, Vermont, home of uh, Bernie Sanders, is, is actually the safest state. And, and people might say it's because it's a rural state. Well, if you look at any of the states where constitutional carry has been enacted, there has never been a spike in crime. As a matter of fact, uh, an armed society makes for, more for, for a more polite society. Um, the, the biggest objection uh, that you'll hear outside of you know, the shootings increase is you know, if we pass constitutional carry, criminals will carry guns too. And I got news for you folks. Criminals are already carrying their guns. Only people paying fees and following rules, the law-abiding folks, that's, that's who, who uh, the permit system um, ta taxes and robs from. Basically what constitutional carry does is, is it levels the playing field and forces these criminals to take a bigger gamble before they rob somebody at gunpoint, before they try and rape somebody on a college campus or, or a woman walking home, um, or, or um, you know, they think twice before they, they're breaking into a property. Um, this, is, this is making criminals think twice because people are going to have, have more opportunities to defend themselves. Um, the other thing that you hear surprisingly from re Republicans that um, wave the banner of, you know, being a big two-way supporter, they 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 say their objection to constitutional carry is is, is it would affect affect uh, law enforcement safety, they, and and law enforcement groups even here in South Carolina have opposed constitutional carry, which is amazing to me. Law enforcement already treats every traffic stop as if the person's armed anyway. Um, they're always treating it with a heightened sense of security. Um, so this isn't going to affect police in any way. I, 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 there's no evidence of that. And when people say that, it's a, it's a baseless claim. Um, the, the, the other objection you'll hear about constitutional carry is, is no one's going to do the training anymore. No one's going to train on guns. You're just going to have these redneck morons that are going to have guns without training. And, and frankly, 
I think that redneck morons, and I'm not calling all rednecks morons, but um, I'm just using their language. Um, no one has the right to tell you when you're qualified to defend your life. Like I said earlier, the right to defend yourself comes inherently as being a human. You exist in this world. You have the right to, to say what you want, and you inherently have the right given to you by God. Uh, and if you don't believe in God, in nature, to defend yourself and defend your life. If someone attacks you, you inherently have the right to defend your life. And I don't believe that it's the government's job um, to tell you whether you're qualified or not to defend your life. I, I just don't. I really and, – and some people might disagree with me there, and that's fine. I think it's a nuanced issue on the training because I know that there's some really uh, well-meaning folks that are gun trainers, and they, they train gun trainers – um, gun safety, you know, gun safety folks. And they'll say, you know, I see these dumb people coming to my class and I don't want just anybody to be able to have a gun, but it comes down to whether or not you believe that your right to defend yourself is a natural right. Um, the last objection that you hear is that it's going to dismantle the permit system, um, which is super funny. Uh, you hear this mainly from Democrats, um, who opposed the permit system in the nineties uh, but now are, are wanting to protect the permit system. The permit system, um, in a lot of ways, it, it allows gun buyers to skip background checks when buying guns in some states. I'll have to look into it here in South Carolina. Um, so there is some benefits here. But from what I understand, if I understand correctly, um, when I spoke to Jonathan about this, he said that this actually isn't going to replace the permit system. It's just going to um, allow... allow here I'm reading the reading the law right here. I'll read the first couple lines to you. Um, basically, House Bill 3456 is, is going to amend the Code of Laws of South Carolina um, so as to enact the South Carolina Constitutional Carry Act uh, to amend the state constitution relating to carrying or discharging a firearm so as to delete the term concealed weapons permit and replace it with the term firearm to amend section 1623.20. Um, so, so maybe it, maybe you have that wrong. Maybe they do want to um, replace the permits with firearms. Um, I'll have to read the law a little bit more. Um, but frankly, this isn't something that's that's very important to me. I, I think that if somebody is um, somebody wants to defend themselves, I mean, an armed society to me is a polite society. No one's gonna try to rob an old lady if they see a big old forty-four uh, Magnum sitting on her hip big gun for an old lady you know she probably would never have a 44 magnum but but damn it if 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 a criminal wanted to steal her purse and, and saw that gun that hand cannon on her on her hip he'd probably think twice about it we'd, we'd, we'd have a safer place we'd have a safer community um so yeah i mean the main arguments against it, it it's dangerous if you let people carry a gun without a background check and training they'll shoot the wrong person cops won't know who's the good guy and who's the bad guy, you know, the more people carrying leads to more gun violence. This is, these are all myths. These are all myths. Um, Vermont is the, is the freest guns, gun state in, in the whole country. And it's the safest state in the whole country. I mean, we've seen places where, um, gun ownership has actually decreased crime. I mean, this is, this is, uh, common knowledge at this point. So, the main issue isn't whether or not constitutional carry makes sense. The main issue is why Republicans in South Carolina run on a platform of supporting the Second Amendment, 
but then don't take the time to understand why the Second Amendment is there in the first place. The Second Amendment doesn't give you the right to keep and bear arms. It prohibits the government from infringing on a right you already had. You already have the right to defend yourself as a human, inherently. The government doesn't give you that right. So when Republicans oppose this bill, it comes from a fundamental misunderstanding of where our rights come in the first place. Our rights come from our creator. Our rights don't come from government. And that's why it's hilarious when you hear people like Bernie Sanders talk about uh, the right to free health care, the right to free college. He doesn't understand where rights come from. Rights inherently come from nature, our creator, our, our God. If you're an atheist, I'm you know sorry if I'm pissing you off here, but um, there are a lot of atheists that do believe in natural rights, and they believe that our rights come from nature. And the argument that they make, I've heard um, Justice Napolitano make this argument. The argument that they make is, you know, you have a natural right to defend yourself as a human in nature. We all lived in the jungle and another man attacked another man. Um, no one's going to tell that man to not defend themselves. And that's and that's basically what we're doing. What we're doing right now is uh, Republicans are, are playing coy with a bill that's going to keep women, children, men, South Carolina citizens more safe. People that can't people that can't afford to have their own security detail like some of these congressmen do. I mean, how elitist is it that these folks who are our legislators are are trying to keep us from exercising our own natural rights? Um, I mean, how elitist can, can you get? So let's get into the meat of things. We're we're about 15 minutes in almost, and I want to explain the news that I have for y'all. Um, of what's going on with constitutional carry. Why is it not being passed? We have a Republican majority. Why would we not want to go radical? When when Democrats are trying to chip away on the Second Amendment, we need to be on offense. And that's what this bill does. And the people that are supporting this bill, I'm going to read off all their names real quick because these are the true conservatives in the state house. Anybody that's not included in this list, you can you can just peg them as being an establishment puppet. You can, you can peg them as somebody who does not care about the self-defense of their constituents. And it, I mean, it sounds like an, it sounds emotional, but it's true. It's true. Um, so I'm going to list off the names real quick of the folks that are sponsoring this bill. You have Representative Hill, Representative Magnuson, Representative Burns, Representative Chumley, Representative Long, uh, Representative Newton, uh, Representative Yao, Representative Morgan, Representative Thayer. Representative Stringer, Representative Gagnon, Representative Martin, Representative Elliott, Representative G Willis, Representative Smith, Representative Bailey, Representative Huggins, Representative Cox, who, who uh, filed another constitutional carry bill today, Representative Toole, Representative Taylor, and Trenton. So these are our, these are our, our folks that, that actually understand uh, natural rights. Um, the, the folks that aren't aren't supporting this are, are playing coy, and here's why. Uh, let me give you a little bit of background. So the main guy who's been waving this banner on constitutional carry is a, a gentleman by the from the upstate, um, Representative Jonathan Hill. And, and he hand-delivered a, a letter to Peter McCoy, and I just shared it on my Facebook page. Go check it out. It's, it's hilarious. It basically details the, the past of this. Uh, Peter McCoy was a... Was a um, on a judiciary constitutional law subcommittee and supported uh, constitutional carry when it didn't matter. It didn't matter 
um, if it passed through his subcommittee or not, or not, because that the judiciary uh, chairman in, in 2016 refused to take further action on the bill. Um, so Peter McCoy is, is now the judiciary chairman, Representative Peter McCoy. He's out of Charleston. He's actually a really good guy. He supports um, uh, solar panels. Um, he's against offshore drilling. He's really good on a number of different issues. So that's why I'm kind of surprised on this. He he supported. He gave a favorable report and, and had, had a whole, whole hearing back in 2016 on constitutional carry back when it didn't matter. Um, and so a lot of folks were really frustrated with Jonathan Hill when he tried pushing through. Um, he, he, he attempted to recall his bill in 2017 last uh, – in the 2017-2018 session, and I believe this was last year, um, where – I'm losing track of time here. Uh, but basically the, the, the motion caused a lot of – this is what it says in his letter – caused a lot of angst among Republicans uh, because, quote, Jonathan did not let the committee process work itself out. Um, so so they were frustrated that at the end of the session, he tried pushing this bill through one last time, and the Republicans were, were you know, they were like, well, I, you need to let the, the committee process work itself out. Well, here we are in 2019 trying to let the committee process work out. Here goes Jonathan Hill again writing an amazing bill um, to try to let this committee process work out. And what do we find out? That our Republican buddy who helped us in the Judiciary and Constitutional Law Subcommittee three years ago is now not holding a hearing. The, the bill the, the bill of um, the, uh, the South Carolina Constitutional Carry Act of 2019 was filed on January 8th of 2019, and we still haven't had a hearing. We've had hearing after hearing on, on multiple other fronts. We're, we're, seeing, um, we're seeing the State House take action on on education, we're seeing um, action on on medicinal marijuana, but where's the action on on self-defense and making our community a safer place? Um, so I'm I'm not quite sure what's keeping Representative McCoy um, from from supporting this. I'm not I'm not sure why he's not a co-sponsor. He's a Republican. Um, but what I do know is that the grassroots are going to make it clear that we're, we're not going to accept that. Um, what we'll be doing is, is applying pressure to these folks that aren't aren't taking a position and they're trying to hide in the back of um, these committees and they're trying to let bills like this that are important to the grassroots die in committee. And it's just not going to happen. Uh, one of the underhanded tactics that they're trying to use now is to introduce another constitutional carry bill as if this one isn't fine. This one's fine. This one's a great constitutional carry bill. But they're right now. Republican leadership is trying to introduce a second constitutional carry bill that um, is also being referred to the Judici House Judiciary Committee, and uh, I I suspect, and I don't know for sure, but I suspect this is a diluted version of the bill that's intended to split votes and make sure that this idea dies in committee, like it does every year. Um, so I'm frustrated as somebody who um, owns guns myself and. Someone who, you know, if I went to North Carolina, I'd be able to open open carry guns because they have constitutional carry there. So if we want a safer place and a safer community, uh, you know, we should all be in support of this. We should all be in support of our congressmen, our state house reps um, that are fighting against the, the Democrats and against the Republican establishment. A, a minority of, of folks in the state house are, are trying to do the right thing and and be principled Republicans and, 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 and follow the Constitution the way it was intended to be interpreted. Um, the other Republicans, frankly, are just there to follow what House leadership tells them. 
whatever House leadership tells them to vote for, they vote for. These folks don't have a mind of their own because they don't know how to fundraise on their own, frankly. Um, they're afraid that they're going to lose their power. Um, and so, you know, they, they vote along with the good old boys and they go and follow along in a line. They don't do anything bold. They don't stand up for their beliefs or principles or for their constituents, but they go along to get along. And it's, it's unfortunate because we're in a ruby red state. This isn't Ohio. This isn't Florida. This isn't, this isn't a swing state. This isn't a purple state. This is still, despite some Democrat wins in this last, uh, um, midterm election season. This is still a ruby red state, a ruby red state where we're seeing Republicans stifle Second Amendment legislation. So what can you do? What you can do is, is wherever you live, you can call your representatives. You can call them and say, hey, listen, I'd like to talk to you about constitutional carry. Um, you know, maybe I won't change your mind, but I, I'd like to educate you on it. Um, and maybe I might change your mind and maybe you decide to come become a co-sponsor. That's what we need to be doing. We need to be uh, pressuring the folks that are on the Judiciary Committee to do the right thing for their constituents. They're going to be hearing from the grassroots tremendously, and if, the, if there's not any decisive action soon, I think it's going to get loud. I think we're going to start seeing some events being held in districts. I think we're going to see aggressive mail pieces out. I think we're going to see um, Facebook video blasts. Um, but we don't want it to come to that. Frankly, we're, we should be united as Republicans to support the principles of liberty um, against the Democrats who are eroding the Second Amendment all around the country. Um, we should be united in this front. And this is a call, not a threat, but a, but a call to unity among Republicans um, to, to come out and do the right thing and support this bill. Um, so if you're somebody that, that is a Republican, and your representative isn't one of the last names that I mentioned earlier. What I want you to do is pick up the phone tomorrow, and if you don't know the phone number, send me a direct message. I can get you the phone number of your representative, and let's make it known that we want this to, to pass. Not only do we want it to go to a floor vote, but we want this to pass, and we're going to be watching and taking names um, during this legis legislative session of all the folks who not only oppose it, vote against it, but keep it from coming out in the first place. So uh, Representative Peter McCoy, you're an awesome young guy, beautiful family. You have some incredible stances on issues that Republicans are just need to catch up on. I, I love that he's, he's a pro-environment Republican. That honestly is refreshing to see. Um, but is he a pro-environment Republican because he's pandering to Democrats in his district? Because if you look at his website, you don't see anything about the Second Amendment. You see ethics reform, you see infrastructure, all the same things you see on everybody else's website, but you see nothing on the Second Amendment. So I'll be contacting Mandy Kimmins. She's District 97's representative. She has a 53% rating with the NRA, and she's a Republican that just knocked off Representative Patsy Knight out here in Somerville. I'll be reaching out to her, and I'll be asking, do you support this? If not, why not? And let's get you on record so I can make sure that everybody in your district, Mandy, knows why you don't support this. Another one is Celeste Davis um, out in Berkeley County. Celeste Davis is very active right now in the current education bill. Um, but why is she not supporting constitutional carry? She, she made the rounds after barely beating Tom Fernandez in her most recent election, made the rounds on Quentin's close-up. Um, saying over 11 times, I am a conservative, I am a conservative, I'm a conservative. We need to stand up to these people who want to use our conservative banner to get votes and keep power. 
but then don't vote along with our interests. So folks, I'm preaching to the choir here. I appreciate your time today. Um, you can find this episode on um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. We're on nine different platforms here. And, um, you know, with this podcast, I used to do this all the time. I think I made like 30 episodes. We interviewed a lot of people that were running for office. And, I, you know, it was a really fun thing. Um, and then I last year had had my son Jackson. And I spent a lot of time with my pregnant girlfriend, Kaylin um, working and supporting her. And it it just kind of took time away from being able to do this podcast, but maybe we need to start doing it more to get the truth out there about what's going on and expose these Republicans in name only that are voting against what Republicans want. So I guess they figure we, you know, we won't find out about it, but that's what we're here for now. That's what we were for um, last summer when I was talking about Katie Arrington voting for the largest tax increase in South Carolina history, but wanting to fly that conservative banner. We got to keep these folks accountable, and that's what I'm here to do. Thanks so much for listening to the Conservat- Conservatarian Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Westfall. Be sure to tune in the next time we uh, post up one of these podcasts. We're looking to do it maybe two, three times a week, and every day things just a little bit too much for my schedule. But once again, thank you so much for listening. Um, If you have any questions about how to contact your representative, how to get their phone number, feel free to reach out um, in a a private message or uh, leave a comment here asking who who your representative is and how you can get in touch with them. Um, If you'd like to know more about constitutional carry, also send a a private message. Um, A lot of people are for the Second Amendment, but they don't understand why open carry is important. Um, So once again, for the hundredth time, thanks so much for listening today. Have a great rest of your week and tune in for next time's show. Take care. Bye-bye.